Welcome to Integrate All, the show that helps you make smarter decisions about technology for smarter living. Each week, we explore a tech topic and hear from our expert, the integrator, on what you should know about these technologies. Welcome, integrator. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. So today is no exception. We have been talking about tech topics, everything from smart homes to artificial intelligence. And today we are talking about integration, which I kind of think this is the basis of everything you do. That is correct. Well, you're going to have to give me the ins and outs. Exactly what do you mean? I see ones and O's. I see, you know, lots of um, gears and things moving. You've got to tell me, Integrator, what are we talking about here? Well, integration would be more or less like um, combining different different uh, equipment in order to have them work together as one hold. So, for example, uh, pretty much everyone knows what a router is. And an ISP, an ISP is an internet service provider like your AT&T, Spectrum, Frontier. Uh, what they use is wires under the ground. And the integration of the new technology that is here is using cellular. So the advantage of not using wires under the ground would be more or less like the cell towers are already in place. And you can actually leverage the cellular signal into data and using the data to control their internet, as in fiber optics is becoming a thing of the past because a lot of construction workers are starting to break some of the lines that's when they start to dig and have construction with the cellular world and the internet or broadband, uh, it's a signal. So it's just free flowing throughout the air. Okay, so we've gone from fiber optics because I'm old enough to remember how fiber optics was a big deal mm-hmm. with that being laid. And then now it's cellular, but it's also broadband. It is broadband. And, and the whole internet part is considered broadband. And uh, the whole idea about it is if a company moves in and they were in a, let's call it, they was in an ore field and there was no internet that's out there, as long as they was getting a cellular signal, then we could actually put a special device on site in order for them to leverage the internet as using a broadband. So it's almost like having a Wi-Fi hotspot or a modem located out in the middle of a field so that we can monitor our equipment. Absolutely. Love it, love it. Okay, this is getting good now. So we still need to get to the integration part. You've talked about how we're able to get the internet to these places, but then where does the integration come in? The integration comes in, so if someone is using, um, if they have special equipment, like let's just say if they was a doctor and they was in the middle of one of these fields and they had to um, call back to the home office, well, what this integration does is this particular equipment, it has security built into it. So if a doctor needs to uh, be compliant with HIPAA, then this particular equipment router that's using cellular has this software that's built into it that allows the doctor to be HIPAA compliant. So even though that they not, may not be at their office, they can be in the middle of nowhere as long as they have a cellular signal and provide service to their client in the middle of the open field if they needed to. Okay. It really allows portability 
and a mobile way of accessing information, customers, really anything that we need. There sounds like there's a lot of the electronics and the mechanical pieces there as well. That is true. So also in reference to that would be if you had cameras that was out in the middle of the field and you wanted them to be uh, monitored from, let's say if it was hooked to the police department, you can actually monitor using cellular, using a cellular broadband instead of having, um, instead of using a so-called hotspot like the phones that you have that everyone's pretty much aware of. Well, this is a hotspot on steroids, so to speak. You know, I grew up in a rural community integrator and there was limited mobile phone or cell phone access there. They We waited for a long time for towers to be put up um, years and years ago. I mean, of course, we had just traditional phone service, but this really enables communities to have access to internet, sharing information, and then bringing new technologies to those remote areas. That's absolutely true. And another way that it's coming to, as in the future, is satellite. Um, satellite is another way of uh, providing broadband to remote areas. So if someone has an area that it's a lot of trees, well, a lot of trees is going to have a problem with satellites too. However, if it's uh, cellular, and satellite and cellular are two combining forces to make broadband, it's to integrate broadband in for a lot of people that is in remote areas. So there are some people that may have a, a yacht. I'd love to have a yacht and have that issue. Uh, so they're putting these uh, these particular devices using se- using satellites, you know, communicating with cellular, and uh, allows them to have uh, um, broadband practically anywhere now. Integrator, you've brought up another brilliant point on remote monitoring and notifications. So I want to unpack that a little bit and talk about how now we're able to not only connect to our devices that are remote, but we're able to monitor and really observe what is happening with those devices. That's a very good question. So have you ever had the, the little alarms that go off in your house and you have no idea which, which, um, which smoke detector is actually beeping. That's so annoying. I just have to tell you, the beeping smoke detector, and they never go off at, say, 3 o'clock in the afternoon when all is well. <laughs> they go off during my web conference call. They go off at 3 or 4 in the morning when I'm fast asleep. They are so annoying, and it's a 9-volt battery typically, or the ones that I have both hardwired and with a remote battery Those can be annoying, too. Yes. Absolutely. So with the integration of today's technology, you can have a a smoke detector that when the battery starts to get a little weak, it'll give you a notification, let you know how long that battery should last. And if you are if you are a planning person, uh, you know, they tell people it's like every six months or whenever the the cold and the hot comes, you should start looking at changing your batteries. Oh, yeah, like when you spring forward or fall back, yes. change your batteries yes, then. Yes, absolutely. Or at the turn of the new year. Uh-huh. <laughs> absolutely. But a lot of people don't follow those those recommendations. So at 3 o'clock in the morning, they all get the little friendly oh, chirp. No. <laughs> and so when they get these little chirps, then people are starting to walk around the house trying to find out where they are and um, getting really annoyed because it sounds like it's coming from one side of the house and then it's coming from the kitchen and then it comes from a baby's bedroom. 
And then when you go and turn the lights on and whatnot, then a lot of the baby wakes up, the wife gets <laughs> mad or the husband gets mad because they have less of sleep. So with the new technology, what it does is it, t- it pinpoints which particular device actually is giving you that uh, alarm. And, and tells so you, can, you how much longer you have on the battery. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. And so there's a lot of different things that actually you can monitor. Um, like a lot of people are starting with the swimming pools. People are starting to monitor the heat in their hot tub, I should call it. And uh, if the hot tub is a little, if it's a little hotter than usual, they can actually remotely turn turn the heater down off of the uh, off the hot tub. Wow. Okay. And I've also noticed with my neighbors and their sprinkler systems, Mm -hmm. they can determine if there's a sprinkler head gone, if there's appropriate coverage across the yard. Mm -hmm. Um, They can, of course, change the timing for the um, sprinklers to come on. Like if it starts raining and the the sprinklers are scheduled for 7 or 8 a.m., well, they can automatically remotely keep those sprinklers from coming on. Love all of that technology. Absolutely. (laughs) And to your point with that one, here's something else is um, someone may, they may have um, two homes, they may have a lake house, and they may have, um, they may be off in the southern states and and their main home may be in a cold state. Well, with this technology, if they have a like a pipe break or if the air conditioner is not working in order to keep the pipes where they need to be, what this new technology would do is it would actually, in the event that the water breaks, it would turn the water off and give a notification that the water has been turned off. And you can actually manually, if it was a false alarm, you can actually manually turn that water back on. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So- a thousand miles away able to control, monitor, and really to integrate all Mm -hmm. of your systems together. And this is run simply through apps and your smartphone. Apps, smartphone, and the proper equipment that allows the integration to happen. Absolutely. Well, now that the holidays are over, and depending on when our listeners are playing this episode, it would really be cool to have most of your devices integrated where they just show up seamlessly and you can turn the lights on and your music on. And, you know, are you seeing that happening? That's one of the, I would say, the the, uh, more attainable ways that consumers might use integration. That is very true and a very good question. Um, and since Valentine is coming up, if a guy wanted to be really, really romantic and he has a few of these devices, like a TV, he has some shades that are, are motor control. He may have a hot tub with some, with some nice lighting. Well, in a grill, well, all of these things can be automated or integrated into if you, once you get to a certain, what we call them uh, geofencing. And what geofencing does is whenever you get, uh, you can actually choose how far away that you want this geofencing to happen. And what the geofencing would do is if you were probably about 15 minutes away from home, everything will start, the grill would turn on, the hot tub lights would start to, um, you know, do their little, do their little lighting cycle. Um, the grill would turn on. The, if you were needing something from the refrigerator, you, there's cameras off in the refrigerator to where you can actually look inside to see if you need to pick up anything from the store. If you're running low on it, there are sensors that could be added to the refrigerator to let you know that you're, you're lo- running low on milk. You may be running low on steaks or whatever. 
But these type of deals actually help people help themselves and be a little bit more romantic and keeps the wife keep the keep the wife happy. <laughs> well, anything to keep the wife happy. And most of you listeners know Valentine's Day is not only a holiday, but it's my birthday. So for my husband, <laughs> he knows <laughs> that all of these cool technologies would greatly help him to surprise me. Wouldn't that not be nice? <laughs> that would be excellent. <laughs> so now what about the washing machine? So we've gone to the romantic side, but what about things like I just want to be sure the washing machine starts right on time so that my clothes are already in process before I get home. Are there things like that that can be programmed and timed? That's yes. And some people, they may say, why would you want a machine that you can control from your phone if it's no clothes that's in there? Well, the whole thing about that is you may have a, a small room and the washing machine may be on the other side of the room and you may that person may be working nights and you give them the opportunity to wake up 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And at that 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you can actually start your washer to go in. This is great. Well, of course, we all have to go out and purchase these newer technologies that have this. But I'm seeing that this is becoming more and more commonplace with the smart refrigerator, the smarter washing machines and dryers. Of course, your home monitoring system with your security cameras and surveillance. So many of these technologies are now embedded in the devices that our homes would rely on. Absolutely. And, uh, and another part of that integration would be Alexa, Google, Josh. All of those are artificial intelligence in order to have things. Uh, you speak to them and they, are, they have these logics in order to turn things on and off. Uh, it monitors if you have it hooked to your phone and if you have the geofencing, as I, as I mentioned earlier, that it would allow you to it would automate that whole process for you as you're on your way home. Now, I'm thinking integrator of a practical use for these technologies, and it really hits close to home. I am experiencing aging parents and aging great and grand aunts and uncles. And I, especially because of the pandemic, I've been unable to travel to see a lot of them. And I have wanted to have some type of technology where I could take a look at or maybe not watch them, but I just want to know that my loved ones are well, that they're doing okay. Maybe I'd like to, through the home, be able to say something to them if they're not picking up the cell phone. Maybe I want to be able to communicate with them, but I would love to know that the technology is helping me to better connect with my loved ones. That is a very, very good question. And a lot of people don't even realize that a lot of this technology is already here and in place. We call it aging in place. But a lot of the baby boomers that are out there, what this does is they may be able to take care of themselves, um, but it would be nicer if a family member would be able to check in on them, talk to them uh, remotely. You know, they can see them with the cameras that, that are strategically placed. And in the event that uh, you can have sensors in the special chairs that they like to sit in, uh, you can have sensors in a medicine uh, chest where if you can know if they're actually taking their medicine, uh, the refrigerator, you can have sensors in a refrigerator to make sure that you would know if they're actually eating. And all of these things integrated together gives you a whole, as in monitoring, uh, your loved one without having to have a stranger in the house. In the event of an emergency, 
then you already know that your loved one didn't go to their special chair or they haven't been eating because the refrigerator sensor didn't go off like it was supposed to and things just like that. So it helps a lot of um, baby boomers and, and, and people that may have the, um, the COVID. So any event that they may have issues like that and you're staying safe yourself, you can just put things out on the porch. You can monitor the cameras to make sure that they are there. Um, and if they come out, you can actually see them. So a lot of this technology is here. And uh, for the people that are wanting to embrace that, it's here. And it's, it's, been, it's been live and well for over 10 years. This is great technology to have, and certainly in the midst of a pandemic, much needed. There are too many loved ones, too many people who were alone with COVID or in isolation and were unable to be connected with their family and friends. And that's a very lonely place to be. And technology has the ability. I mean, it's not, it can never take the place of a warm embrace or being able to go and see and check on your loved one in person. But goodness, if you have the technology, Technology that at least allows you to be able to call for emergency assistance, mm-hmm. that would be great. So the integrator has brought this to us and reminded us of this cool technology, and I think we all would be wise to implement it. Well, I want to go back to another practical example, and um, I have to say that around our house, we've got lots of remote controls. <laughs> we have remotes for multiple TVs. We've got lots of monitors and, you know, Xbox and all these things. And so what happens if you can't find them? You don't know where the current remote is. Maybe I have one or two smart remotes, but it seems like those don't ever work very long. <laughs> Any tips on how to deal with that? Do we have a remedy integrator? on the remote, remote issues? There's certainly a solution to all of those problems. So a lot of people have a coffee table full of remotes <laughs> and they have no idea which one to use. I, I, I'm going to have to pick on my mom a little bit. <laughs> so my mom, she has three remotes, one for the cable, one for the TV, and then one for um, the Roku box. And so what I do is my mom is she's anti-technology. So wait, your very own mom is anti-technology. My very own mom is anti-technology. So the mother of the integrator and she is not with a I could imagine her with a complete smart home. I mean, remote control lights and curtains and changing the the scenery through a smart glass. No, no she doesn't have no. that. In oh, fact, wow. she even called a flat panel. She called them the skinny TV. Oh, hey, that's a so, cute name. Skinny TV. We would <laughs> ladies have about a skinny TV with our skinny jeans. <laughs> so I use my mom as a as a test pilot. So uh, whenever she whenever she has an issue, uh, she can't find the remotes. Well, what I would do, and she has finally come into the new age of getting a cellular phone through me. And what I do with the cellular phone is I actually integrate some of the remotes with the TVs and these other functions to where all she have to do is press a button. And if she wants the TV to turn on, if she wants the lights to turn on or off, all she do is just find a button uh, that says TV and then the lights would automatically come on and uh, get to the, uh, the dimming level that she likes to watch TV in. And that's all automated. So it makes her life a lot easier, makes my life a lot easier because she don't have to call me and ask me, how does she have to do certain things? 
And you were such a great son to help her with that, to make it very seamless and easy to use for her. And it sounds like if a member of, I guess she's a boomer or the greatest generation, if if she can do it, really anybody can. That is correct. All they have to do is be able to touch a button. That's great. The technology is there for us. Integration is at the heart of it. And of course, the integrator is the expert that everyone needs to know from so that we can make the most and make smarter decisions about the technology at our fingertips. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you want to add, Integrator? Any other tips? I know we're going to check out the show notes in this episode, which is on integration, to be sure to get all of the latest um, tips and tools and recommendations from the Integrator. But is there anything else you want to add today? There's going to be new technology that comes out. It's already here. Um, We call it nanotechnology. Rather than you touching the technology, you can actually wave your hand across it, and it would actually do a function. So, for example, if you, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about a refrigerator. It's not here for the refrigerators yet, but let's just say if the refrigerator, you, you couldn't necessarily open a refrigerator, but you could wave your hand across it. And if the technology was there with this particular refrigerator, the refrigerator would open for you. So you wouldn't have to touch it. So what that would integrate into What's happening now is people not really wanting to touch doors. They not really want to touch certain things. So if they can wave their hands and then have things open for them or close for them, then it would help give them more of a peace of mind on not being part of this pandemic that we're currently in. And you know what, Integrator? I can imagine that allowing another level of accessibility for individuals with disabilities or special needs, having another way to open a refrigerator or to access the products that you need, maybe that would be helpful to someone who has a special need. I can imagine my hands just being full and my arms are full with a baby or something and I go and I'm able to get that refrigerator door to open and you know maybe that just saves me a step. Absolutely. And, and, and again, integration is here. It's just the, the current products that a lot of people are using, um, if they're starting to get new products now, these things are embedded into the, the new products now. Um, I, would, I would project and say the next 10 years, practically all of the new products, the house appliances are going to have this kind of features that's in there. So ways that we can access information about what's inside our refrigerator, just to continue on that example, Um, ways we can tell if we need another carton of milk, also ways to protect us from touching doors. Say we're in a shared workplace and we don't want to touch the door, but we want that door to open so we can get to our own bottle of juice. We're able to do that potentially in this new realm of integration. That is correct. Absolutely. Well, Integrator, this has been yet another brilliant episode with great tips and information on the ways that we can use technology for smarter living. Again, this has been Integrate All, the show that helps you make smarter decisions about technology for smarter living. Listen to this episode and others on topics like hardware, IT, smart technology on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcast. (laughs) This is Taylor Cole Longacre. We're on a roll and we'll catch you next time.
<laughs> from TV with TLC.